Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Okay, good morning girls. Here we are again, Thursday morning, 10 a.m. and it is so awesome to see you. So welcome, 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 welcome. This is um, Sisterhood. This is our fifth Sisterhood Friendship Table, which is pretty incredible. So why don't we just put our hands together, right? And just like break up the atmosphere, make a little bit of noise Woo! wherever you are. <laughs> Amen. Annie is here and she's feeling a little bit silly. So she I just confess, I'm feeling a little bit silly at this time. Amen. Well, we love that. <laughs> but you know what? It's good. So like wherever you are this morning, <clears throat> whether you're gathered in one of our beautiful locations around the country or whether you're online um, or whether you're just joining us for the first time this morning, <clears throat> here goes my throat. Hallelujah. It is lovely <laughs> to see you, <laughs> amen. And so I hope that you're well and that you're strong and that you're in good spirit in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, all right. Why don't you just reach out, just punch the person beside you, give her a little high five if you're allowed to. We're in a COVID restricted world, but there are rest- restrictions that are easing. So amen, say hello to everyone around the table and with oh, one another oh. in Jesus' name, amen, beautiful. Okay, so how was Easter, girls? Did you have a great Easter. Um, we had a beautiful Easter here in Sydney. Um, the weather was divine, wasn't yes, it, girls? We it were spoiled. I know it wasn't like that everywhere around the world, but nevertheless, we had a beautiful Easter and it was gorgeous. And, um, you know, I, I am very aware that I'm talking not only to our own girls in the nation, Australia and um, Indonesia, Bali, etc., but actually talking to girls who are linking in from all around the world. And I know Easter probably looked different for all of us. And we're very mindful of you girls. We're actually mindful that some of you are in still like um, harsh lockdown and that things are not looking bright yet. But you know what? Have faith and have hope and lean into us this morning. Um, You know, the thing is that Easter would have looked different for most of us. But the one thing I was thinking about this yesterday, the one thing that is common for all of us as believers is that at Easter, we get to um, turn our hearts, we get to centre our hearts and our minds and our thoughts on our amazing Saviour King, our beautiful risen Saviour Jesus. And I really do pray that you got to do that this Easter, that you got to still your heart wherever you were and just remember who He is and that it is um, ministered to your soul. And then girls, the other thing that we had here in Australia at Hillsong Church was um, Sunday night. So Sunday night Easter was always amazing, correct? It is. Absolutely. I'm going to talk to these girls in a moment. But um, what we did this year for Sunday night Easter was we uh, streamed the uh, Hillsong United um, worship night that was at uh, Madison Square Gardens in the USA in New York City. And it was like the last of a massive tour. They'd done so many cities around the nation and what have you. And it culminated in that night. And so I hope that you got to do what Brian encouraged us to do, was um, regardless of whether you've seen it, like I I was actually there with him on the night. It was incredible. Um, I've watched it on my, um, you know, computer on my iPad. But I did what we did. We did what what he encouraged us to do. And we um, flicked it onto the television 
and we turned the sound up and we turned the lights down and we just got lost in the worship. And so I hope you got to do that because it was profound, it was prophetic. Did you guys do it? Be honest now. No, we did. We went to um, my sister-in-law's house. They were out of town, so we just made ourselves at home. We didn't invite people over that that weren't able to join us, but we did try. Yeah, it's beautiful. It was amazing. Special, special. And you know, when I actually think about it, guys, if I could just pause here, it's actually a prophetic album. Yeah. It's very prophetic. And if you actually, you know, think about the lyrics and, and take note, it's like what God was actually setting His body up mm. with, His church up prior to COVID, prior to this pandemic was actually pretty amazing. Mm. Amen. So that was fantastic. And then also, I just want to just do a little housekeeping here this morning. But um, colour is now a month. We've got a month. We've gone, a, it's been a month since we had colour. And um, so many great praise reports. But you know what? It is still alive. And I know you might think, well, no, it's done and dusted now, but it's not actually. It's still alive and it's actually still an outreach for us. And so it will be until May 31st. And I just want to encourage you to think laterally like that. Think, oh, no, I, you know, I enjoyed it. That's awesome. Mm. But actually think, wow, you know what? There's someone in my world. There's someone that I know that actually would benefit from this. And like just step out and sow it to them because um, I think the story... It's not over on that note. And just before we started this table, um, Brad, who's amazing on our television and department here, he said, um, here's a great praise report for you, Bobby. He said, the prayer wall. So do you remember the prayer wall? How beautiful that was. Um, The prayer wall actually um, gathered 2,768 prayers. 2,700 prayers were submitted by girls all around the world. And then um, they actually were able to uh, monitor this. He said that 25,500, 25,452 to be precise, people paused and prayed on prayers. Wow. So that's actually a movement of prayer. And I really believe as always that whatever you're believing for, that prayer is a powerful dynamic. And I don't want us to lose sight of that. And, you know, for our girls who are gathered in in locations and campuses, you know, at the back end of our service, be sure to be praying for people. Be praying for health, for healing, for wholeness, for, you know, situations to turn around in Jesus' Name. Amen. And so on that note, uh, the team have put together a bit of a highlights reel of colour. So why don't you just watch the screen for a couple of minutes. Remember and smile. Amen. Have a look at this. I believe a loving Heavenly Father longs to kiss humanity with His goodness. We thank you, Father, that technology can reach a multitude of women. And we think of the tens of thousands of women who are a part of this conference. As we are all gathered in all of our different places in this moment. Praise the Lord! desperate girls for us to see them, for us to love them, for us to have compassion for them. What is colour without a response for the children? Our desire to see children sponsored yet again. We just want to say thank you to all the healthcare workers who have upheld us in this season. Do you care about the thirst in others? 
Do others notice the thirst in you satisfied? You will see two praying hands, and if you click on that, it will bring up our prayer wall. And as a sisterhood, we pray for each other. God puts you on this earth so that you can be an answer to somebody's problem, so that you can minister and love and bring hope and life. Baby girl, believe that you're going to see your legacy grow and flourish. And you know what, I really believe that tonight on this 25th milestone and um, the Spirit of God that the Lord Jesus Christ is looking down at a vast multitude of you. What's not to love about color? 25 years. We're in our mid-20s. So we can't think it's all done because we've done 25 years. We've been found in the kiss, but there are so many more that need to be found in the kiss. prayer over us. May mercy, truth, and loving kindness be the core of your revelation. May goodness and beauty be the distinctive of your faith. And may right living stride out before you and clear a path for His passage. Love you. Be found in the kiss in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, come on girls, put your hands together. That was a fantastic weekend. And I hope that brought back great memories. And I actually am aware, we actually haven't talked about colour much. No. We actually didn't do our kind of post-colour oh, party yeah. table. Yeah. There's always next year, girls, there's always next year. But um, I hear that a bunch of you were um, going nuts in your watch parties with the drum roll. Oh, the air drum I, can roll. I can only imagine. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, shout out to Noodle there. Yeah. All right, Father God. Lord, we just commit this day to you. We commit this table to you, Father, and our conversation. And Father God, what issues from it? And Lord Jesus, we welcome you. And I just pray, Lord, that you will overshadow um, every part of this. In Jesus' name, bless every person who is listening in. Mm. Also, amen. amen, amen. It's so nice to see you girls. Okay, so you know what? Today on this table, um, I've actually got uh, Beckwood. I've got Annie Garrett and I've got the amazing, beautiful Donna Crouch with me. And um, most of you know these girls well, but for those of you who don't, Beck and her husband, Nathaniel, Oversight, New South Wales, they lead that part of uh, this nation and do a great job. Um, Annie is a worship pastor um, in our creative team and part of sisterhood and just an all-round fun girl. <laughs> Amen. And Donna Crouch has been here since the ARC. You're as old <laughs> as me, darling. And, um, you know, Donna's... Um, deeply loved and loved in our church. And, um, you know, I know that a lot of us have done life together. We've done life together with Donna and uh, she's uh, part of our executive team and um, oversights a really critical role of building relationships into our community and what have you. And so what I want to do today, girls, is I want to camp around the subject of age. Everybody say age. 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 Amen. Age and aging. And um, so if you're taking notes, you can like write whatever you want, or you can just call it maybe like age and all that stuff, because I kind of like those kind of titles. And to be honest, girls, um, I'm just going to talk for a little bit and then I'm going to get the girls to share. But we've touched on this many times over the years, actually, because I actually think that identity 
um, confidence and age often fall into similar territory. Um, but the truth is that this past season, this past COVID season that we are all still talking about because it's still affecting the world, mm. um, I think this season has had a wearying effect on people. It's had a wearing, wearying, everyone say that, it's a kind of a new word I just made up, a wearying effect. It's making people weary. I think people in some ways are feeling jaded and in some ways feeling older than they actually are or should be. And so I'm actually just seeking this morning to follow the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I just feel compelled to stir our thinking in order to guard our thinking. And I think that's important. I think that's what church life is about. Mm. This is what sisterhood is about. We come in here, we um, do life together, we're shoulder to shoulder. We're um, an array of women of all age and diversity. But we come together to stir thinking, in order to guard thinking, because thinking is actually critical. Mm. Our thinking is critical. The Bible actually says, as a man or a woman thinks, so they are. So this morning we're here not to um, like dissect the subject to pieces because we don't have the capacity to do that this morning, but rather just stir our thinking. Let me give you a few observations that I have made when it comes to age. Truth is girls, and you'll all agree, age affects us all. It affects us all. (laughs) None of us are getting away with this. Um, I think age is common to all. Age comes to us all. I think age is something that we either navigate with wisdom or grace, or if we leave it to its own devices, um, age is something that can actually spiral us into a negative or a defeatist space. Um, I think all of you would agree Mm. that we live in a world that is actually obsessed with youthfulness. It is obsessed with youthfulness. And it's an obsession that isn't only affecting older women who are actually aging, it's actually affecting young women. Mm. And it's an obsession that consumes time and energy and money. Mm. Like the anti-aging industry is an industry Mm. on the earth. And um, I'm not here today to to legislate how we live our lives. I am not against um, looking and feeling healthy um, or well, but um, I think when anything begins to cross over into obsession land, um, it has the potential to be dangerous. It actually has the potential to be detrimental. And we don't want that. God doesn't want that. You know, a few observations. Um, I read that life expectancy um, has almost doubled since the 18th century. So back in the day, you know, life expectancy there was maybe 41 years of age. It's doubled um, today, which basically means that we are living in our skin Mm. and living with ourselves a lot longer, Mm. which um, is kind of awesome and also frightening. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) I mean, it's awesome and frightening. Um, In other words, there's more time in life to get it right and there's more time in life to actually get it wrong. And um, I think that as we, um, when we approach age with godly perspective, um, it becomes way more than this linear progression of numbers. It actually is about living our lives well and living our lives in a manner where we spend it to the glory of God and the goodness of God and the potential that God has put within us for the length of our days. And that's what we are believing for. There's promise in the Word of God for length of days. And I believe there's a God in heaven who desires for us to live our lives well, to spend our lives well in Jesus' Name. Psalm 19, let me just give you a few scriptures background here. Psalm 19 um, 
is beautiful. It actually opens in the Passion uh, Translation by saying, God's splendour is a tale that is told. God's splendour. Well, in like manner, I believe that actually the splendour of our lives in Christ are a tale to be told. And I guess we're here this morning. I'm here as your pastor and your friend, as your sister and alongside of you, because I want to stir that. Our life is a tale to be told. If If we circle back to Proverbs 31, you know, the immense promise Um, on her life, the Proverbs 31 woman is actually, it finds expression across the length of her lives. And so God wants our lives to be a tale that is told and that is magnificent. But in that Psalm, Psalm 19, verse 14, you'll know it well. In many um, translations, it's like, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O God. Mm -hmm. In the the Passion Translation, it literally says, so may the words of my mouth my meditation thoughts and every movement of my heart be always pure and pleasing, acceptable before your eyes, Yahweh, my only Redeemer and my Protector. And so girls, when it comes to ageing, okay, just throwing some thoughts out here. When it comes to ageing, by the grace of God, may may the words of our mouths, may the meditation thoughts of our lives, may the movements of our heart, girls, be acceptable, be pleasing, be life-producing, be positive and be influential. Mm. Jeremiah 29 is another great verse. You know it well. Mm. It says, you know, the Lord says, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for good Mm. and not evil to give you a future and a hope. And you know what? Birthday cards, if you go to buy a birthday card, you stand in the gift shop and you get to the section where it's for the 40-year-olds, okay? (laughs) I mean, you'll find cards that literally say, you know, 40 and over the hill. Mm. I mean, has anyone ever, do we still have those? Yeah. Or is that like socially unacceptable these days? It's still a thing. I don't know, when I was turning 40, it was like 40 and over the hill. (laughs) But you know what? When we stop and we pause, (laughs) yeah, when we stop and we pause and we go back to that verse in Jeremiah, and when we know that God has thoughts and plans for us, when we know that He has a future and a hope, then it's not 40 and over the hill. It is more like 40 and fabulous people, right? right? It is 40 and fabulous and pressing onwards and pressing upwards. And, you know, I I mean, if I had a whiteboard here, which I don't, hallelujah, but, you know, it's not like up here, here we go, suddenly 40 and then over the hill and downward. It's not like that in God. It might be like that for people who don't know truth and don't have an eternal perspective. But in Christ, it's no, we hit 40. I mean, that is like a great age. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. You begin to be comfortable in yourself. You're like confident. You're figuring things out. Amen. You've got a few challenges under your belt and you've won them. Hallelujah. By the grace of God. But it's not over the hill. It's actually onwards and upwards in Jesus' Name. And I just think the Spirit of God would remind us of that today. Another verse I want to bring to the table is Isaiah talking about being 40, Isaiah 40, verse 31. And I read it often and the Amplified, it reads like this. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for and hope in Him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift up their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. I know many of you can actually quote this with me. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint or even become tired. And, you know, on that note, you know, talking about age and ageing, you know, weariness can be felt at any age. Weariness can be felt at any age. Mm. 
But you know, so also the promise of going from strength to strength to strength can be felt at any age. And it doesn't matter whether you're 19 or 90 today. You might be feeling weary or there is a promise of strength to you. Or you might be at the other end of your life here on earth and you're feeling weary and weakened, but there is a promise that is still alive in the Word of God that says, you know what? If you wait upon Mm. me, if you wait upon the Lord, you're gonna renew your strength. Mm. I'm gonna come alongside of you and I'm gonna strengthen you and I'm gonna change that strength. And I hope that is relating to somebody. I mean, in some ways I'm talking to myself here. Like I have to speak to myself and say, you know what, Bob, you've got energy. You've got energy. You've got energy for this. Amen. Wait upon the Lord. You've got energy for this in Jesus' Name. Hey, you know what? If I was to Google age, all right, Mr. Google, okay, um, there is a plethora of information that presents. So stuff like um, age, a a definition of age. It says age is obviously described as the length of life or existence of a person. Um, Age can actually describe the span of years wherein um, some major event happened on the earth. So you have the ice age, stone age, dark age, industrial age, digital age. I think that we are alive in the digital age. Um, Last night I was thinking, you know what? I think I got saved at the back end or the front end of the age of Aquarius. Who knew that? <laughs> I don't know, that. I don't know and, what that is. <laughs> I'm not sure either. And obviously by the response on the table night. <laughs> but it crossed my mind last night. And that's not to say I'm into astrology people, but I did get saved in 1972 and everyone wore zodiac signs. And uh, yeah, and everyone's saying this is the age of Aquarius. Who or knew? the old girl. Who knew that? Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Okay, but uh, we're not later. into that. We're into Jesus. <clears throat> right. I think actually someone should like put something into Google search that talks about the age of Jesus, the age of revival, the age yeah. of awakening. Way nicer. Hey, if you Google, <laughs> um, it asks a lot of questions like, um, what are the three age types of aging? Now, what are the three types of aging? Do you know? Okay, well, Google tells you these things. Biological, psychological, social. Who also knew that? We need to get some experts on the table. Um, It asks the question, is age just a number? Is age just a number? Well, actually, no, it's not. It's chronological and it's biological. It asks the question, what are the seven signs of ageing? I actually did look at that and none of it was encouraging girls, so I'm not going to do that. It was all actually skin deep. It was skin deep. Um, Yeah, it, it asks the question, who ages faster, male or female? Um, what age is happiest? Why is it wrong to ask a woman her age? Mm. We might deal with that later. What is the most beautiful age of a woman? And how do you age gracefully? And there were two definitions that I actually loved. And I know I'm talking a little bit this morning, but I just want to like do that this morning. Um, one definition said, aging represents the accumulation of changes in a human over a period of time. Aging represents the accumulation of changes in a human over a period of time. I actually love that. I actually love that because that has the power to tell a beautiful story that by, you know, this age, um, this person has gone through all these bends and curves, mountains and valleys, and actually um, witnessed the goodness of God in their life. So there is a witness to the accumulation of change in a person's life. Another one, a definition um, describes age um, as a verb and it says, I love this, to cause to mature or ripen under controlled conditions. 
And so again, I love that because I love the metaphor, don't I? I love the metaphor of vineyard. I love the metaphor that we are um, within His vineyard. We are under His care. In many ways, we are under the controlled conditions of the Word of God that enlighten, that enlarge, that ripen, (laughs) that cause us to become these big, beautiful, juicy, awesome human beings, um, like a fine um, like a fine vintage wine. And so, you know, there's a lot of information out there that we can look to. And I think it's good for us to look to information. I think it's good for us to look to certain sciences and discoveries that help um, our health and our well-being. But I also think it's important for us to look to the Word of God. And we're just touching the surface um, this morning. So, so much perspective, but here's a couple of starting thoughts from me and then I'm gonna throw it to the girls. I think number one, I'm just going to give you three things. Number one, I think ageing is both slow and rapid. Mm. It is slow and rapid. Like when you are 20, honestly, when you are 20 years of age, like 40, 50, 60 just seems a lifetime away. Totally. And then suddenly you get a few decades (laughs) um, under your belt and you're suddenly like, how did that happen? So it's slow and it's rapid. I've heard Brian um, many times talking to leadership and he'll say, you know what, life is long and life is short. Mm. And there's truth in that. It is long and it is short. So we need to not be impatient and we need to not be wasteful with our lives. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. In the Passion it says, Help us to remember that our days are numbered, and I love this, and help us to interpret our lives correctly. Set your wisdom deeply in our hearts. Isn't that beautiful? Help us, O God, to interpret our lives correctly. So girls, we need to to value. We need to be girls who are valuing the days that we have, not diminishing or um, despising them. Mm. And I write down here, we need to be girls who are counting our days, not our wrinkles. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to be girls (laughs) who are finding the strength to cherish every season because every season of our lives delivers something beautiful if we allow God to do that. You know, the second thing I want to say is that age differs. Aging differs. It differs for all of us. And you know what? There are going to be similarities and things that we can um, glean from one another, but everyone ages differently. So some go grey and some don't. Some uh, struggle with hormones and others don't even know what a hormone is. God bless them, hallelujah. Um, Some have disposition towards aches and pains and um, health issues, and others just seem to get off easier in life. And I just think um, on that note, I'm just touching stuff here, girls, but I actually think it's unfair. I think it's unfair on your own um, well-being and on your own heart to compare yourself with others. And I think the best thing that we can do is choose to be our best self at whatever season we find ourselves in. And to do that, it involves information. It involves enlightenment. Mm -hmm. It involves honesty. And it actually involves choice. To live well and to live your best self. Shall I say it again? It involves information. Like some of you are feeling unwell and feeling like you are aging prematurely. But some of it is because you don't have information. 
You don't have knowledge that can actually help you. Not just knowledge from the Word of God, amen, this is awesome, but just knowledge Mm. about the biological side of our lives or the psychological side of our lives. So it needs information. It needs enlightenment, amen. It needs honesty. We need to be honest with ourselves sometimes and um, or often actually, actually always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then choice. And so, you know, I, I have a friend, I have someone in my life who is a prisoner to ill health. And I once asked her, do you have any regrets in life? And she said, yeah, I do. I actually regret that I didn't pay attention to my health when I was in my 40s. And I feel like some of that um, it happens because, you know, when you're young, you get away with a lot. You just get away with a lot because you've got youth on your side. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in that mid-age, 40-year mark, you have to really start arresting certain bad habits or whatever. So it's important. And then the third thing, and I need to hurry, um, I think it's actually okay to wrestle with the idea of ageing, but just make sure that you surface on the side of truth and promise. Mm, You know, I'm going to finish with this and and, uh, then get the girls to share. But um, we have an amazing lady in our church. Her name is Hilma Prista. So she is a fabulous 90-year-old. And I texted with her the other day and I said, Hilma, at 90 years of age, what would you say to your younger self? What would you say, Hilma, at 90, to your 20-year self, to your 40-year self? to your 60-year self, hello, to your 80-year self. And um, she came back and her response was lovely. And so simply for time, I've kind of condensed it a little bit. So Hilma, I hope I'm telling it correctly. But this is kind of what she wrote back, talking to herself. So 90-year-old Hilma to her younger self. She would say, Hilma, at 20, God is going to give you a promise to hold on to, a promise on a postcard on a wall in a girl's hostel, a promise that you're going to carry in your handbag, in your purse for many, many years. So God is going to give you a promise, Hilma, at 20, a promise for you to hold on to. Hilma, 90-year-old to Hilma in her 30s and 40s. Hilma, at 30 and 40, you are going to hold on to that promise even though you don't fully recognise that it's God's promise and God's presence that is sustaining you amid life, challenges, change, listen to me, abuses and disappointments. So she would talk back to her younger self and say, you're going to hold on to that promise. You don't realise yet that it is God at work in your life, but He's present. Hold on to the promise. Hilma, at 50 and 60 years of age, you are going to find yourself with revelation of that promise and you're going to find yourself able to recognise and articulate His faithfulness. Hilma, at 80, can you imagine this? This is what she kind of wrote. Okay, Hilma, at 80, mm, the grey matter is still going to be intact, hallelujah. But you know what? Your body is going to feel like it's wearing out. But Hilma, your gratitude and your faith is going to be the tale of your life. I'm going to cry now. I actually wrote that bit. (laughs) The gratitude and the faith in your life is going to be the tale of your life. And your struggles and your pain will have taught you the deep places in God. Mm. And your children and your grandchildren are going to rise up and call you blessed because of it. Mm. And then Hilma to Hilma at 90 years of age. Okay, I'm writing this, Hilma. Um, At 90 years of age, Hilma, you are going to be a ray of sunshine 
for all who know you because you still look forward to what is ahead. You're 90 years of age and you've lived your life well and you've navigated so much and you're going to be a ray of sunshine and an inspiration to many because of that. And so girls, I just want to encourage you, it's okay to wrestle. Wrestle if you want to, but just don't lose sight of your lovely self. Okay, I'm looking at you. Wherever you might be in the world right now, don't lose sight of your lovely self. You're unique, you're special, you're lovely you in every season of life. Amen? Amen. Girls, hallelujah. <laughs> we need Hilma here. I know. We need Hilma here. We need and Hilma I actually, here. I actually considered bringing her on, but I just was like nervous at this whole studio feel because yeah. it's a little bit daunting. Yeah. would actually just be too much for her, but you know what? We could. So, um, so ladies, you're all amazing. You're all different ages. Beck, you're 44. You've just, um, um, your eldest has just had his 21st. Yeah, Amen. Um, Annie, you're 44 years of age. You've got an incredible girl crew around <laughs> you in life. And I want you to talk about that in a moment. And Donna, you're just exceptional. You're just a great, great woman who I think is, is aging with grace and wisdom. So for all of you, my question, and I have actually stolen most of the time, but it's all right, we'll be fine. Um, have there been times when you've wrestled personally um, over the years as the years have clocked by? And, um, you know, what have you discovered yourself or even observed in others that is actually inspiring? So, Beck, why don't you go first? I um, I think you've you've spoken into a lot already, and I love that that this will stir conversations in people because I think um, I think so much of their battle is internal and it's right. in our head. So I don't think you need to be older to have already, you know, had to massage some of this stuff through. I think um, I love everything that you said. I said that, but it's true. I think it's, it's so funny. I remember turning 25 and going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm 25. <laughs> like 25, it's <laughs> tiny, and and feeling like I hadn't achieved. Right. And I think um, I think having the whole idea that you spoke about, about comparing, it's yeah. so not helpful and it's not conducive to living life yeah. happy and full um, and feeling as though there were particular milestones that I should have achieved by yeah. particular ages. I think early on, I got this revelation. Oh, yeah, so I wrote this down from what you said. I said, sometimes I think age seems to be like a pressure that pushes on a bruise. Mm. So maybe it's not an age thing. Maybe it's a me thing. Yeah, wow. Maybe it's more That's about so me rather than an age. And an age just kind of pulls back a layer of something that maybe I could really deal with or give yeah. attention to. Um, I think yeah, that's actually great. I think early on, I, I remember getting a revelation from Habakkuk 2 where it talks about um, God gives a vision and write it down and make it clear so that you don't waver from it. And thinking, I really want to have a vision. And I think having milestones and goals is awesome and it, it aligns you and it, and, it, and it takes you somewhere and it makes you work hard. But so often everyone agree, we, we don't always know what life is going to pan out to look like. And sometimes the curveballs actually take us to a better place. Yeah. Um, so I remember thinking, I actually want to get a really clear vision. And it's funny that you did that exercise with Hilma because my, my thing was, I want to get a really clear vision for who I want to be 
in my 30s, who I want to be in my 40s and my 50s and my 60s and my 70s and my 80s and my 90s, Mm, who I want to be as a person because I feel like there are things I can always be intentional about. There are things I can always come back to and revisit. And the Word of God is full of instruction and giving me hope for the next season and what is possible and who I can be. So um, I feel like that is always something that has helped me whenever I felt the pressure on those bruises. I actually think that's really powerful, Beck. It's a powerful observation. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of girls. I, I think to Hillman, I think back, you know, she probably had no one in her world she had no context like this speaking into her younger self. Mm-hmm. So she's discovered those things herself along the journey. But this puts this generation to great advantage because we can actually totally. um, leverage off that. We can learn from that and actually accomplish things. And um, in many ways, uh, short circuit some of the drama in our lives. Mm-hmm. Annie, you've got so many great friends, so many great girls who are cheering you on right now. <laughs> but um, tell us tell us what you, how you feel and tell us some about some of the girls in your world. Yeah, well, I think um, I am, I'm blessed with incredible girlfriends and we've just kind of committed to whatever season we're in, we're in it together. And it's been freeing and it's been our safe space just to chat stuff through. Um, and so we've been going on holidays together. We've, we do a week away. And we've done it actually the last 10 years. And so yes. we've done it for 10 years. The number of people has grown. The babies have grown. So it started off a few of us married a couple of babies. There were years where we were all in Babyland. There's literally like babies hanging off us 24-7, but we were in it together, kind of survival mode. And 10, 10 years later, some of those babies are 12 and 13, and we've actually you know, we have a bit yeah. of space You've to... also been prolific. So how many children went away this summer? Um, 40-something? Um, there were 32 kids. There were 32 <laughs> children. I could have forgotten a few. And there was 56 of us total, which sounds like some people's <coughs> worst nightmare for a holiday. <laughs> I can't tell you why or how, but it works. And it's actually become, for us as women, just this beautiful week in our lives that we can kind of come together. And now they're older and we've got a bit of space to breathe and chat and just reflect on the year and be honest about where we're at and and what it's like as we're, we were, you know, yeah. some of us are 40 now that we're, that we're, that we're celebrating 40s. And so this year, especially we were, a few of us were just talking about getting older and what it's like and, and all the changes and um, the whole thing of like not wanting to tell your age came up. Right. Which for me, when I turned 40 was, I felt myself heading towards my 40th, getting this weird feeling like, oh my gosh, do people know I'm 40? Am I where I should be at 40? And this weird thing, which like, as if there's a timeline to be on. And I had to really make a decision to just go, I'm either gonna, um, like, I'm gonna embrace this whole thing and I'm just gonna commit to it and not be, get good at saying how old I am. And because what you said before, um, God does so much in our lives in a year. like. Every year, you know, it might be full of victories, it might be full of challenges, but there's a lot of life and hopefully we're becoming more like Jesus. And I actually want to be proud of those years and that life lived right. and not kind of cover it or be embarrassed of it, but celebrate every year. Like, yeah, I've done 41 years and like God is doing this in me and I, I don't want to be embarrassed of it. So for me, just actually simple things like making decisions to go, um, this is where I'm at in my life and I believe I can flourish and my life can actually bear fruit in any season as long as I'm connected to Jesus and not fighting it or feeling like there's an expiration date, but actually just trying to embrace where I am with Him. I love that you had those conversations and it's true. Like 
it's sort of, I actually like the idea of us being able to talk about our age freely yeah, and not be ashamed of it. Because sometimes when you go into other circles, there's some people out, you know, outside of church circles, for example, they're just like bold as brass, and on, no issues. But then other times, sometimes I do ask the question, I'm like, oh, what age are you? And it's like I've asked like the most <laughs> terrible question in the world. So it's, it's actually just breaking it down, isn't yeah. it? It's like, what do you think on that, Donna, on that note? What? Like just, you know, like, I mean, on Google, it was like, is it appropriate? Is it appropriate to ask a woman's mm. age? Like, is it appropriate these days to ask a, a person's age? Um, I don't, I don't I, I, Do you like it when people ask you your age? Um, I, I don't because then they box me. Right. right. I, they box you and they're like, oh, you've got grandchildren. I'm like, no, I've got a 20-year-old actually. Yeah, wow. Because I don't fit the age, yeah. you know. I've had children in my late 30s and 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 I don't want to be boxed and I don't want to box women my age and older Absolutely. and go, well, you know, therefore you're you're this now because they're just like everybody else. They're girls on a journey figuring yeah. out who they are. Gifts and callings are still on their life. Yeah. And I think that's what we do. People right. that are older than us are older. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm starting to appreciate because I am in that group now. Mm. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're old. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not older. I'm me. Don't yeah. treat me like I'm old. Yeah. I'm Donna. Yeah. I don't want to be in a box. I'm still discovering yeah. this thing called life as long as I've got breath in me. That's what God wants me to do. And I realise I probably haven't done that to people, although I look intently at people in church who are older than me and I study them and admire them and look up to them as that. they overcome the seasons of life. And they're not the people on the stage only. They're the people who are there week in, week out. Absolutely. They're my heroes. Yeah. And um, some of them have gone on to be with the Lord now, but I can I can tell you who they are. Mm. And... Um, and they're my heroes, yeah. you know. So I, I um, don't want to box people just because they've got grey hair or they look older because some of them, Judy, who's at Sisterhood, they're rowing every Saturday down at Dremoyne and they're doing doctorates and they're doing all kinds yeah, of right. amazing things and they're smashing life and I think we rob ourselves yeah. when we box people. Yeah. Rather but I think that's why it's great to have this conversation and yeah. it's great for us to actually stir this amongst ourselves because, you know, there'll be family members, there'll be friendship circles that um, actually need some healthy input. Mm. And it's not like we come in and, like, act like we know everything. We're not. We're actually all on our own journey. Mm. Right. Like I'm actually, I, you know, I, I said it's okay to wrestle because sometimes I wrestle. I wrestle with the fact that I can't Absolutely. fly down a you know, the stairs anymore. Like I can't just fly down the stairs anymore. I, I wrestle that I can walk from, you know, Bondi to Bronte and do the walk and then sit down and have coffee and basically can't get up again. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is I did the walk, right. just can't get up again. But, you know, so I wrestle with it. I think that's actually okay and it's yeah. honest and I think it actually helps to salt people's thinking. You know, we've only got a couple of seconds left and I'm so sorry. So we can continue this. What, what would you say apart from that into this whole subject matter? Oh, well, I'm reminded of the words of a great girl that was in our youth ministry many years ago. You would remember her back. And she came to youth and she was a widow. She was 28. And at Colour a few years ago, we bumped into each other and we'd both put on a lot of weight because we're older. And we were laughing about it. And she said, I don't care. She said, because ageing is a privilege, not a lot get to enjoy because yeah, wow. her husband had died wow. suddenly at 28 and she had two children 
And she said, Donna, I lost, lost my husband. She remarried a great guy in youth and they, had, and they had a little girl who went to school with my little girl. And she said, ageing is a privilege. Not everybody gets to enjoy. And you think right now about COVID, you think about yeah. the developing world, you think about people right now struggling to live. Mm. And here we are, yeah. you know, obsessing about things that are actually a privilege right. that come with living. And, um, and I thought of Sharon's words this morning about this discussion and I thought it's maybe costly words from a girlfriend that ageing is a privilege that not everyone enjoys. So let's enjoy the challenges and the stresses and the hard work that comes with living in these skins that we're in. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, that is an incredible yeah. thought. I actually wrote that down. Yeah. Ageing is a privilege. Amen. And um, that's what I love about sisterhood. So our time has kind of escaped and I want to give room to our girls to actually um, back in the service and do what you need to do. And um, again, I just, I just think it's a powerful, I think the world needs a powerful alternative mm. to a spirit that often wants to diminish age. Mm. And um, I think, if anything, after, you know, talking with you back um, during the week, um, my prayer is that vision will permeate um, every season that we find ourselves in, every season. And I love that. And I think, you know, we can continue this. You're going to continue it, hopefully by the grace of God. And we can continue this next week and get different um, voices on and different expertise and different um, uh, wisdom. But um, one good thing about next week is that we've actually got Fuzzy coming. Beautiful Fuzzy one. Is it one day? One day. I can't quite say her last name. Beautiful Fuzzy One Day. And she's part of our diversity, um, um, equity and inclusion um, committee and team. And so she is passing through Sydney this week um, on her way to Geneva to be part, um, to work for the United Nations, which is very exciting for her. She's going to remain a part of our world, but she's going to be on our table next week. So it's going to be beautiful. I'm going to get to meet her actually in person this week, <laughs> not just be this like text pen pal. Um, so I'm excited about that. So we're going to have a great week um, next week. And I just want to encourage you, you know, even a take home value from today, from the table is Go find a Hilma in your world that you can ask the same questions to. And listen, you know, one of my greatest regrets is that, you know, um, you know, my mum died uh, back in 1999. And I just feel like I wish I could have a conversation with her um, in light of some of these things. Mm. And so that's sometimes a regret in life. But you know what? If you have a Hilma in your life, if you have a grandmother, if you have a mum, if you have someone that you admire in life, why don't you just take time to inquire and get some wisdom out of them and perspective. Amen. Yeah. Beautiful. Donna, I'm going to ask you to pray for the girls mm. and then we're going to release you to um, the end of your services. Okay, so I love you. Thanks for being with us today. Mm. Donna, will you pray for the girls? Yeah. So Father, we just thank you for this really healthy and vital conversation and what your word says about life and treating it with such care and precision. And so, Father, as we've opened this conversation, Father, would your word come and be a light? And rather than, Lord, for girls turning 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 and 70 yeah. and 80, Father, would we use your compass, the word of God, Jesus. as Lord, our go-to reference point, Father, and not the culture of this world that, that seeks to make us small, Father, and that, Lord, this wouldn't be a burden, but, Father, Lord, it rather would be a venture of, that we walk with you, Lord. And, Father, as we go into our day and get ready for the weekend ahead, Father, where we gather in your house, Lord, Father, we bless your girls today, our families, 
Lord, our dreams, our struggles, Father, we speak the blessing of God Almighty and the hope that you continually bring in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We love you girls. Have a great day and a great week and we'll see you on the weekend. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.